Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, George. <gasps> Was that an echo I heard? Whoa. See, th- <laughs> this is why real podcasters have to have their cameras on because if I didn't see the shit eating grin on your face, I would have totally missed that. <laughs> Exactly. And and I think that as um as ham handed and obvious as as that was, I felt like it was a good a good lead into this episode. Um because this game so, is uh, hand handed and really obvious. Really obvious, pretty pretty uh well, I mean let's not bury the lead. We're really bad about that. We're like pretty really, much yes. I don't think that anybody's on pins and needles by the end of the episode being like, Oh, I wonder what they thought about it. But just like in, in real life and dealing with real people, nobody really has to think too hard about what we actually think of them. I th- yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important to know that Echo the Dolphin is a terrible, terrible, terrible game that we are now about mm-hmm. to tell you why it's terrible. There, there's no, I mean, you should know when you, you know, go to the world's greatest pizza place that you're getting the world's greatest pizza. It's not like they wait till you finish and they're like, hey, would you say that was the world's greatest pizza? No, there's a huge <laughs> sign out front, like, and outside the store that sells Echo the Dolphin, it says this game is pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like that's that's why I miss decent pizza. There was a place in our college town called Decent Pizza, and they actually had pretty good pizza. But man, you just go in and it's just you're just expecting decent pizza. I'm like, this was the best sell ever. Yeah, yeah, no, they just uh, they didn't dress it up. But we should actually talk about why we played this hot mess. So, what are your nostalgia goggles like for Echo the Dolphin? So. Um, this, this is a, a, a unique one for me because the only time I ever played this game was my dentist had it in his waiting room. You're right. So, that is a weird one. <laughs> yeah. So like, so basically that, you know, whenever I would be waiting to specifically the, my orthodontist, the person who put on my braces, mm-hmm. right? So, um, whenever I'd be waiting to go to see him, I would play Echo the Dolphin. And I think that that's probably good because the only way this game would be considered good is if it was immediately then compared to going to the dentist like so that's the only way that i could possibly have fond memories of it which i do is i was like i was like oh you know this game this game is you know nothing to write home about but it was fun and when i went back to play i was like well comparatively yes (laughs) i'd rather be doing this than getting my teeth drilled into but only marginally i'm just imagining you know a little kid in the back of the 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 woody station wagon and his mom's like you know oh we're we're going to play echo the dolphin and he's just like oh can i just get another root canal please (laughs) please yep so that that was that was mine how about you uh so i um definitely borrowed this from uh my older brother's neighbor friend who i think i've mentioned once or twice at least before um kirk he, he was the ronaldo right yes like steven universe ronaldo oh yes yeah essentially um, yeah. so that's the way i picture him so yeah, no that's fair he's actually like the opposite <laughs> he's very tall and unbelievably lanky like strong mm. breeze break him in half like um hmm, interesting but you know we you can picture him as as ronaldo Fryman. That, that that holds up so he uh <laughs> he had this game he let me borrow it and and we're not going to uh 
we're, we're going to give the game a fair shake because we always do. Um, but the one thing I will say up front, since we've already, you know, kind of given away how we felt about it is, uh, I'm pretty sure that I never actually tried to play this game before and that I just like swam around and was a dolphin. Mm. And there's a good chance that as like a seven year old, that's just what I thought this was. Right. Dolphin simulator. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I was kind of having that feeling like, you know, we were doing our replay and I was just like, oh, my God, this is such hot garbage. Like, how did I think this was any fun <laughs> as a kid? And the more I got into it, the more I was like, oh, because I probably never actually played this game before. I probably played this game before. And then like right as that thought was, you know, leaving my mind out into the the ether, the ether gave it right back because one of our listeners on Twitter was like, oh, man, I played that game all the time as a kid. Like my whole family loved just swimming around and like being a dolphin. And I was like, but but was that all you did? <laughs> because that's like the only way to enjoy this game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I mean, like and, and you know, we'll get into it. But that portion of it is is enjoying it's It's kind of like saying you know hey i like running and then being like well if you like running then try running while on fire and we shoot you and it's like well i don't like any of that i don't like how you're making me run but the act of running that's that's pretty fun yeah well i, I really like swimming try swimming away from a boat wreck like it's yeah, yeah it's just not it context super matters yeah. Um, so, but right before we get into the visuals, there, there was one other thing that I noticed about this game as we were going through our, our video game library is they made a sequel. They did. They also went out of their way to re-release this later on multiple consoles. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the way you could oh, go man. onto like the Wii and be like, oh man, I'd love to play Super Mario Brothers 3, but I don't have a Nintendo anymore. I'll buy it on the virtual console this is one of those like there are people who remembered this game fondly enough i mean unfortunately we have to count ourselves among these people but like who went out of their way to add this to their library <laughs> yeah 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 we are in the darkest timeline but anyways <laughs> top of the hour visuals so i i cannot remember the one other game that i had this feeling about but um i really think this game looks better not moving than moving because <laughs> if you pause the game the pause screen is just a still of whatever you're doing right and like mm -hmm. the 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 rocks are lovingly rendered and the mountain like when you're still up above the water like the mountains and islands way off in the the distance are lovingly rendered and echoes you know gray like so he looks kind of shiny is like lovingly rendered and his like little dash animation is lovingly rendered and you can pause it and like see what a still frame of that looks like I don't really love the way this game looks in motion because everything is kind of like, like they were animated by different teams. Like hmm. when Echo swims around, he swims in like a really believable, like dolphin-y way where like you can't turn on a dime. You actually turn in the water. Like it takes time mm -hmm. and frames of animation and you see it happen. But then like some enemies are not limited by like your pathetic three-dimensional physics <laughs> and they can like turn instantly on a dime and they do not have a turning animation. And whether that was like an intentional choice or just like artistic laziness, it means that they are faster than you in a way you can never be like you right. can't magically instantly turn around. And then like some of the bigger enemies, like the, the big, like, 
octopus like he looks really pretty until you notice that he only has like four frames of animation but because he Mm -hmm. takes up so much of the screen each frame covers like a huge distance like his movements are very herky-jerky and next to echoes which are so buttery smooth it just it's like each thing statically looks very pretty and in motion it's just very clunky and and really like it was done by different teams like it's very awkward yeah um yeah i definitely felt that the echo moves pretty well specifically one of the things that i i had written down was that uh when he does his like dash like i thought the dash looked it had a good look and a good feel to it you know um which is good because you dash a lot a lot you know yes they thankfully yeah. thought about that <laughs> well and also too and we'll get into this more mechanics but like i didn't see really a downside that often because like you know when you're dashing anything that you run into you kill you know Um, Uh, or at least do damage to some enemies actually do take more than one bump right but so to me it's just kind of like well i can be moving forward and vulnerable or moving forward faster and you know not as vulnerable so i was like uh, second option so i pretty exclusively dashed around so i was glad that that dash animation was like it felt good and like you know when you like zoom forward i was like yeah no this 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 feels this feels pretty neat um uh, overarching for the visuals for the sake of visuals i actually thought that they were okay so so part of the things that i have one of the things i just have trouble with as a human is like looking at something like di- distinguishing like for example with people like looks from personality so when somebody says like well how attractive do you think this person is i i'm like well it's hard for me to say because the more i value them as a person the more i'm more likely to just subconsciously overlook their flaws you know and thus <laughs> I, I mean i i understand where you're going i'm just waiting for you to say like something horrible but i don't think you're going to i'm just like i'm on pins and needles <laughs> <laughs> no but the, so the moral of the story though is that you know, with with the game with these visuals, is I'm trying my best to to disintegrate the visuals themselves from how awful I think this game is. Oh, you so know? this is a beautiful person with a terrible personality. It's not the reverse. Correct. Yeah. No, for me, this is somebody where you know you just they walk into a room, you're like, my God, they're stunning, and then they're like, they they just they just open their mouths and just just vitriol and garbage comes flying out, and you're like. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so the this this is an opinion thing, but I, I need to say it because I have an all caps note about it, which is I hope you like dithering. So um, I, I know you've you've dabbled in pixel art a little bit. Are you familiar with the term dithering? I am not. OK, so dithering is a like a thing in color blending, but specifically in um, in pixel art because you can't blend colors. You either have a pixel of a certain color or it's a different color, but it can't be both. Um, you, mm-hmm. or, you know, it can't be like a true gradient. So you do imagine like a checkerboard, right? But instead mm-hmm. of black and white or red and black or whatever, they're two like really similar colors. And then mm-hmm. the further you get to one end of the board, the more of the second color there is. So like right. most of one color on the left, th- about equal amounts in the middle and then most of the other color on the right. And it creates like a transition effect, which when done correctly looks really, really nice. And it's, you basically have to do it in pixel art. Like it'd it'd be really difficult to never ever dither unless you just don't want to have shading. Cause it's the only way you can really do shading. Um, 
I feel like they kind of went overboard. Like every single surface <laughs> and every single thing is dithered. Like the sky is dithered. The ocean is dithered. Echo is dithered. The dash animation is dithered. Like the bubbles are dithered. Like everything has this dithering effect on it. And it's just, I don't think it's done well, frankly. Like it's just, I should not be looking at it and being like, everything is made out of chessboards. Like that, that should not be my experience <laughs> with the graphics. So this is like one place where the movement helps a lot because the dithering stands out a lot when you're on the pause screen and you can just stare at it. But when you're moving, right. because the water dithers a lot, you're constantly going from like lighter colors to darker colors and like the rocks are all dithered, but you're like zooming past them and you don't notice it as much. But that's the one thing. And this is a, it's a taste thing. Some people are like, no, it looks fine. That's how you can tell that there's texture and shading. And I just, I don't think it's done real well, but like I'm trying to recognize that this is more subjective than it is strictly mm -hmm. objective graphics quality, but it is, it, it's like a, it's, it's a, it's like a dithering person's phobia nightmare. Like if you know someone who doesn't like <laughs> dithering and you just held up like a screenshot of echo, the dolphin, it'd be like, no, yeah. no, no, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I also really thought that um, I, I really liked the fact that as you dive deeper, the background gets darker, you know? Yes. I, I specifically called out that lighting effect in my notes. Like that's, that's a legit attention to detail. It, it's a legit attention to detail. And also I feel that because be, it, it meshes well with the breathing mechanic. So the further underwater you are, the further away you are from that, that sweet, sweet O2 man, you know? <laughs> and so, so thus the more inherently in danger you are, right? Yeah. So like having a, a more dark foreboding atmosphere, the further down you get, I feel like it meshes well with that mechanic because like, as I got, as it got darker, like I just kind of felt colder. I mean, like, and I used to, you know, like scuba dive a fair amount. And so like, it like off, like it felt like that, you know, like it had a very good game feel of like, Oh, I am in more dangers just by virtue of me being, this far underwater you know yeah and there are certain monsters and things that are only deep underwater so not only do you does it help you remember the breathing mechanic but it also kind of inspires you to maybe not playfully dash around quite so much because like the rocks might be covered with spikes so there might be like a terrifying tentacle thing that grabs you that i was never quite able to figure out what it was what the hell was that thing i, I dude i don't know what most of this stuff was i mean <laughs> Just, I mean, if we're talking, if we're talking about just insanity in the way of visuals, I mean, not to, you know, like jump the gun and, and, and give it all away at the beginning, but I mean, space aliens. Oh no. Like, we're, I mean, we, we're going to get there Like yeah. <laughs> that you can't, I mean, you can't talk about this game and never address the aliens. Cause if you did, I would assume you're an alien in disguise. Of course not. No. Um, but <laughs> anywho, uh, but yeah, no, I mean like, like from the very beginning, and actually, Megan had to help me with this because I, I was like swimming around and I kept pinging the other dolphins. And I was like, how do I make this not a dolphin simulator? Like, how do I move <laughs> forward? And she was like, you got you to gotta jump really high. And I was like, how do you know that? And she was like, one of the dolphins told you to do that. I'm like, a lot of the other dolphins told me to do that. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, this is Simon's quest. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like you, you, you talk to a bunch of dolphins, you know, like nothing they say is helpful. It's all cryptic. Some of them lie to you. You know, like it's just, it's just straight up the Eagle Raptor video. And I was just kind of like, oh, my. 
oh my sweet sweet dear god like so so then that was when and i know that's like you know story mechanics but like that was when i was i got the foreboding of like this is not gonna end well so then then i just but again for the visuals i kind of focused in and i was like well actually i mean the game looks great which is probably in part why i have such fond memories of it because i only played it for like 15 minutes yeah, and, and it was a dolphin play, simulator yeah and you're like hey you know this 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 game's kind of fun it's kind of neat and then you actually like sit down and you play it and you're like oh oh no so um also normally about this time we talk about the hitbox you want to Oh, the hitbox uh, for me was uh, it started in the top uh, left corner of the television and then it went across to the top right corner of the television. And then that line traced all the way down to the bottom left and right corner. And if any enemies went into that part of the screen, I took damage, sometimes multiple hits until I died. Yeah, no, I, I I actually mine extended um all the way out to where Megan was sitting. Um so, <laughs> so things that weren't on the screen but would have been rendered ten feet away where she was sitting, that that hit me and I took damage. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this is where the adorable, <laughs> lovingly rendered turn animation that Echo has becomes an infuriated an infuriating uh game. No, infuriating. infuriating. Um because it uh <laughs> You you crash into something and you take damage and then you're like, oh, now I'm going to beautifully swish my tail around and turn. Oh, I got hit again. It interrupted my turn animation. Okay, now I'm going to turn around and beautifully swish my tail. Oh, I got hit again. It interrupted my turn animation. And like, there were a couple times where I was like, I'm just going to keep running into this thing and testing backing away from it to see if i am just screwing up the controls. And I'm not. The hitbox is just <laughs> gigantic. And if you don't basically bounce off far enough when you take damage sometimes you're just trapped and sometimes you just keep taking damage till you die yep and also too one of the things that i thought interacted really poorly was the way the hitbox interacted your attacking hitbox interacted with your i've been hit hitbox mm. you know because your hitbox is it feels definitely small but certainly unintuitive because there were a couple times where like i would hit a thing but because of the way it was shaped and its hitbox was bizarrely shaped, I would also take damage. Yes. And I was like, no, I I hit and killed them the only way I knew how. I mean, it'd be like literally like me stabbing somebody with a sword. And then they're like, yeah, but I got you, too. I'm like, the only thing that touched you was my sword. It's like, yeah, but but your sword's a part of you. So you also take damage. I'm like, look, I know that the final stage of mastery is a sword being extension of yourself. But that's a metaphor, <laughs> not indicative of me actually taking damage yeah but my blood is poison and now it's on your sword <laughs> oh, we're going we're going hamlet up in here yes yeah <laughs> yeah it's the, yeah, the whole sorry, just, the whole combat mechanic i i almost wish it was just dolphin simulator and it was like dolphin fetch quest where you have to like go find other dolphins and stuff and like because the combat mechanic is it's just it's not fun it's not fun no. at all and like two or three hundred hours in you get the the like the death sonar and that makes combat a little less egregious because then at least you can murder things from like a slight distance so hopefully mm -hmm. they don't get to murder you back while you're murdering them but like it's still it's just it, dude it's just not fun the combat is just not fun at all no and i think that this is a great example of a game like you said that would benefit from not having a combat mechanic but unfortunately it was put out during a time period where that was way more rare than it is now and it's still kind of rare you know that there's no 
combat mechanic but like realistically i think you kind of can hit it where it's just kind of like well if what if we just had this you know beautifully rendered game and that the only challenge was being able to accomplish your tasks before you ran out of air like no hit points none of that garbage just try to get the task done basically on a time limit where you know it'd be kind of like um a little bit like a celeste you know where the bulk of i mean there there is definitely a combat mechanic there but it's way drowned down like the main thing is just like whether or not you can accomplish this thing and before you have to grab onto a cliff right you know do you you know the term walking simulator I mean, I can puzzle it out because I know the word walking. I know the word simulator. So so, uh, a game like Firewatch or the Stanley Parable or Gone Home, um, Mm. any game that basically has like no, if you imagine like the Doom engine or like any first person game, but like there's no combat. So it's like, it's a game about like exploration and solving puzzles sometimes and like finding a story. Like this game could have been that game. And we have now gone way deep into mechanics, but like, they, yep. Because the combat is so poorly done, and because a lot of that comes from the hitbox being a hot mess, it almost feels like they built Dolphin Simulator, and then some suit was like, "How come nothing is dying?" And then they were they were <laughs> like, uh, "It's it's a Dolphin Simulator," and they were like, "Nope, nope, nope. I need some puffer fish, and I need them to explode into stars when you crash into them at high speed." It's like, but Make but wouldn't them. crashing into a puffer fish at high speed be worse for me than the puffer fish? No, just do it. And like, it's just, it's just, <laughs> oh God, it's just freaking maddening. So that's uh, how I'm going to tie that back to visuals. But we cannot uh, possibly address the visuals in this game without talking about the text screens, like the, the dialogue oh, screens. <laughs> God. God. No. Okay. So uh, the text screens. Okay. So it, it, it's, it's not been any... Um, uh, secret that I don't think that text is the best way to deliver pretty much any information in a video game. Like there's a very, very like, like, and again, you know, like the, it, it can be used and it can be passable. And I think that there are some games where you could make the argument where it's the best way to, it is the best way to do it. But I think that most of those are games where you're trying to be, you're trying to raise the cost of entry, you know? Well, like, or or like an RPG, which is literally like the game is about the dialogue and you need to have dialogue between the characters, but that was only a limitation of the era, which they later replaced with voices. Right. Yeah, and like I said, like I'm not, I, and, and again, you know, like text can be used. It's just, I generally think that there can be a better way. Now, resources are finite on any project, so is it worth spending your time figuring out the most clever way to possibly deliver your tutorial, or is it worth spending that time and energy somewhere else because your game's relatively intuitive anyways, so you just deliver it through text. 6-1, like, like each project's different, but that being said, man, like, the fact that you have to hit, hit your sonar button, wait, wait for it to ping back screen goes black screen comes up with your whatever dumb thing dumb dolphins <laughs> dumb say because it, god they say some dumb sh- anyways um and so then <laughs> then you have to like hit x and then it all like <laughs> and then it all just falls away like tears in the rain and then you know you're just right but it just takes forever well and for every single 
conversation because a lot of what you have to do is like basically other dolphins ordering you around in the first few levels. They're like, I lost my pod. I don't know where your pod is, but I lost my pod. And frankly, my problem is worse than your problem. So if you could stop caring about finding your family and go find my, like that's like the first three levels, like abandon the thing you're doing to fix my problem. So, So you have to like sonar a dolphin's face and then they sonar you back and they're like, oh, I lost my pod. I think they're over there. And so help you God if you like a buttoned through that too much because mm-hmm. it you still get the little swimmy up animation and then you still get the explodey animation, but you don't get to see the text if you do it too fast. And so then you have to like, okay. And then you have to like sonar them again. And now like you're gun shy and you don't want to keep trying to accelerate the animation because you're afraid you're going to like explodey swooshy animation, the text off the screen again. So you have to like wait through the little swooshy come up from the bottom animation, read the text and then, you know, press a, and then it explodes off the screen and every, everything, every single word you read, all the, the level, uh, title screen, um, you know, cue cards, all the, uh, title cards, Jesus Christ, that took me a long time to get through <laughs> all the, t- all the title cards in between levels, all of the, um, the little hints you get from like dolphins and whales and stuff. Uh, the, the password screen, like it's all just this swooshy text animation, like some poor animator made that animation and then like died on their way to work. And they were like the only way to honor Josephine's memory is to use this animation a hundred times more than we were originally planning. And it's like, I, I think we could probably just like, you know, send flowers or like maybe help cover no, costs no, or something. It's like, nope, nope, nope. We're just going to take this animation. She already finished and we're just going to run it a thousand times over the course of the game. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It, it actually is very reminiscent of, um, so basically whenever you put text animation on the screen that does that either you know by virtue of like you said like you know like it it bamps away too fast or what have you um it just reminds me so much of uh the owl in ocarina you know do you want me to repeat that yes i mean no (laughs) i mean it's 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 uh, it's like uh the um you know like what is your favorite color blue no, wait, I meant, you know, and it's just like, nope, you're, you're done. You're, you're back in another cycle. So yeah, it just, it, it's just not, not great. Anytime when, you know, doing that, like, like, like when, if you frustrated the player to the point where they are like rapidly thumbing a button, it's not good. Like something's gone wrong, you know? And it's like, oh, well, they should be more patient. Listen, it's like, it's a game. You, you your game shouldn't be making them in impatient. Like that, that's that's the, that's life. Like life makes you impatient. The game should just be fun. Well, and and, um, and this is you, you just alluded to something. I was wondering when would be a good time to slot it in. So here I go. Um, there, there's this argument I've heard before, and I think I may have even mentioned this once or twice before on the show. But like this argument of like, is there a right way to play a video game? Right? Kind of like, is there a right way to play with Lego bricks? Like most people would say, no. You can use your imagination. But when you start talking about video games, people are like, well, yeah, there's like a start and an objective and like an end, unless it's a game like Tetris or Pac-Man where the objective is just to get, you know, the highest score possible. And even that Mm -hmm. is still like, that's the objective, but you always, you eventually lose always. But most games, most, especially console games have like a start and a story and an end of some kind. And I really think that this game, the fact that so many 
people that I've mentioned this game to are like, oh yeah, man, it was really fun to just like swim around in the water. I'm like, yeah, but that's not the game. Like <laughs> that's not what this game is. And <laughs> if you, if that's all you're getting out of it, then is that a failure of the designers or is it an accidental success? Because I feel like causing the player to uh, mash the A button to get through the text, like that is definitely a failure of the designers. But if somebody bought this game and then just swam around in the opening area for 10 or 15 minutes a pop, but played it for like years and years and years, like it's hard to call that a failure. It's way more like an accidental success. So like you can do something happy by accident, but like the the times you engender um, like frustration and impatience, like those feel more on purpose. Like you didn't do it, right? You didn't design a good game. Well, and actually I would say that I would argue that the game is a failure whenever you the game engenders unintended consequences right <laughs> now for for example there there are games that are frustration based games like they want you to be frustrated in which case then if you get the player frustrated then you have succeeded and if they are not then hilariously you failed right and so i think that you need to that we need to distinguish between whether or not it's a failure as a game or failure on design you know because a game can be successful but then still be a design failure because it didn't achieve it's the game designer's objective you know yeah and so and that is what i would say is happening here which yeah by, is by the like way, tons for, of people love this game <laughs> for for future listeners um none of this is going to get cut out and moved in the mechanics section you're just getting a preview <laughs> yep yep put that in the bookmarks like visuals <laughs> mechanics preview visuals <laughs> So to bring it back to visuals, um, another thing that I had is just like kind of a throwaway point, but again, it kind of talks to the hitbox a little bit, is uh, it's hard to tell, for me at least, when I ate fish, you know? Like, to Dude, gain what? Health. You eat fish to gain health? Dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, there, there, there it is. I mean, there's another reason. <laughs> I mean, apparently it's so difficult to see that you can play the entire game without noticing it. Yeah, man. It's... <laughs> you, you can eat fish. You gain health. <laughs> Dude, what? Like, is there... Do you press a button to make this happen? Like, is there any indication other than you getting hit points back that this has happened? <laughs> uh, no. Um, you have to... You have to dive... Like, dash at them. But if you dash at fish, the fish will disappear and you get health and no that's it that's all that's all you get i think there's a slight like kind of like gulp sound but it's like really slight you know like and, and like well because i think i might have heard it or i may have just been projecting but yeah the, the fish will disappear and you will but the only real way to know is that you gained health but the only way to do that is if you actually dash through the school of fish and hit a fish you know which you could easily go the entire game without doing Okay. Like, does anyone tell you that? Or is that something you're just expected to notice? Are there a lot well, of fish of, early one on? Of your, so... One of your podlings tells you. <sighs> Did you talk to all of the podlings without mashing through the text? Okay. First, is podlings <laughs> actually the right term for that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> sure isn't. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> I feel like, and I'm pretty confident in saying neither of us made it anywhere close to the end of this game. 
No, no, uh, but but I did want to before we is so I did watch a, a playthrough to the end so I could make sure that the end was as bonkers and sane as I had heard it was. Yeah. And the playthrough <laughs> that I had was actually very nicely done, but <laughs> I don't know whether the guy like did this on purpose or just didn't have his mic completely turned off or away. But when it ends, you hear like this. Yes! Thank God it's finally over! Oh God, I hate this game so much! <laughs> so, That's amazing. Yeah. Anywho, um, but yeah, so so no, I, I didn't finish the game. So, well, so the, the reason I ask is because like, I, I wonder just how many moments throughout the game would someone in our position or, you know, a, a frustrated player or just a player who can't read, just mash the A button through the text, hoping like, oh, well, I'll figure it out through organic gameplay. And it's like, no, no, you won't. You won't figure it out through organic gameplay. If you skipped that screen, you skipped that knowledge. Yep. It's gone. <laughs> gone forever. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, so apparently uh, it is very hard to tell that you're eating fish in, in the sense that if you did not know that it was happening, you wouldn't know that it's happening. That's um, that's great. It's just great. <laughs> so one of the things, though, uh, to and this is um, uh, like well, to, one 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 other final throwaway, and then like a final. I have one final note on visuals. Um, the final throwaway is uh, well, actually, kind of all links together. Which is, I thought that it was interesting the way they varied the stages. You know, like how you have like normal tropical setting, and then crazy ice cavern that looks like it was pulled straight out of Gradius and then insane prehistoric time and then I swear to god um, the Atlantean habitat I I just I'm so sure they ripped wholesale from Sonic right right (laughs) okay yeah yes no that is right out of Sonic 1 like that is not even it's not even similar it's like the people working on Echo the Dolphin like went a few offices down to the people working on Sonic One, and they were like, "Hmm, can we use that texture?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure, just you know, change it up a little bit." And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's almost lunch. We're totally <laughs> going to change it up a little bit." Yeah, you, yeah, no, okay. So I'm glad that wasn't just me because I looked at that and I'm like, did, "Did am I in the right walkthrough? <laughs> is this a?" Is this a Sonic game? Yeah, yeah. yeah it no, almost looks like it, a bad, like a bad ROM hack you would see on YouTube, where it's like, <laughs> you know, what would Sonic be like as Echo the Dolphin? And yeah, it's it's just it's very jarring. And like, oh god, there's almost certainly bad fan fiction <laughs> of like Sonic no, and no, Echo. Nope, 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 nope. Shut up! I swear to God, I will shut this whole thing down. Curtain <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh I I agree with you though that like the variations in the level designs is really good and because the graphics are really beautiful like they all look really good but because the game is so unfun you're never going to see any of it because you're never going to get there nope i mean like because i got pretty far through the tropical area but i'm not gonna lie i did not make it to the ice caverns on my own virtue Um, not, not even close so so the the thing was like 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 I queued up the you know the the walkthrough and uh and so I was just like going through it and so at one point I just like started going through it at like five x speed or whatever and then all of a sudden I saw insane ice caverns I was like wait what <laughs> and like rolled it back a little bit and it's like you know like be prepared to go into like the cold I'm like oh this is supposed to be ice because it definitely looked like a spaceship which I was ready for because I'd seen the ending and uh, and I was like no this is 
this is different stuff. So yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. No, it's uh it's it's the the art department did not um other than ripping that one level from Sonic, uh they they did not really cut corners. Like everything is pretty it's I mean, pretty is the right word. Like it's not very yeah. anything. It's everything is very pretty. Like it's 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 sad that most people will think this is dolphin simulator and never ever not only see the later insanity but get to experience the absolute bonkers insanity that happens later but before we can talk about any of that we should probably talk about the audio yep uh audio um you know yeah uh the the music i thought was actually kind of a little weird i didn't i i thought that it was sparse i guess um like that the the instrumentation wasn't i don't know like it was it it felt like it was like lacking you know like it was it didn't feel full even for this type of music you know like if you compare it to like sonic you know which feels full like this this felt like it was missing some instruments and you know way more about sound than i do but um but it it kind of led it to being almost like an otherworldly kind of vibe a couple of times for me but again i'm not I'm not the audio guy. So I can't I can't hear the audio without the knowledge that this game literally has aliens and you literally go into space and you literally fight aliens and it's weird, but if you try to imagine the the first music in the first levels, it's happier like it's a slightly happier melody, but that doesn't last very long. And even that slightly happier melody is still like, it's very, uh, not just simple instrumentation by the standards of the day, but like, it's just really simple. Like there aren't a lot of instruments going at the same time. There aren't a lot of harmonies or anything. It's, it's mostly just like the melody with like a, maybe a a quiet, like drum part or a bass part that like goes in and out kind of sometimes. And the further you get into the game, the more kind of ominous and foreboding the music gets. And I actually really liked this music and I particularly like this music through the lens of knowing what is on the horizon. Like, mm. because Echo is supposed to be this like magic dolphin with magic face stars and whatever. And like, that's why he's the hero of the game. Cause he's the magic dolphin. But if, if you think about like he, cause was it like five seconds into the game before like the terrifying, like, tornado and everything getting sucked up toward the sky and then it's like what just happened <laughs> and well, ev- and everyone's yeah. like oh my god we need to go and like figure things out and you know echo starts like swimming around and trying to help the other dolphins and stop you know the mean sharks and the the puffer fish and stuff and the he knows something's wrong and the music kind of clues you into that like this is not dolphin simulator like if you listen to this music you'd be like this is not a fun like tropical like we i'm swimming around in warm you know sunny waters like everything feels kind of empty and ominous and and like like you're not supposed to be paying attention to the music because you're like constantly looking side to side like trying to figure out where the next threat is coming from and the further you go into the game like the ice level doesn't have like fun ice music that sounds kind of like christmas with jingle bells like it's like ominous and heavy and then like when you get into the spaceship eventually it's like very much like the the electronica thing is kind of there at the beginning and then it's like ramped way up and it's like very digital and very electronic and it's 
it's almost like the the composers were trying to let you know from the word go in this game. Like this is, I know it looks like a dolphin simulator. It looks and plays like a dolphin simulator. It's that's not what this is. This is a terrifying alien story. So we're gonna hit you with this like sci-fi music right at the beginning. And and I don't know that I would be casting any of this if I didn't know how it ends. But I can't I can't unknow that knowledge. So that's. That's the excuse I'm coming up with for it. Well, it's almost like, you know, they, they said like, hey, what, what if we created this amazing dolphin simulator? And, and everybody's like, yeah, man, on board, on board. And then, you know, um, you know, the CEO comes in and goes like, no one's going to play that. Not, not there's like a bunch of death and all this sort of stuff. Now, if we made a game about like dolphin aliens, <laughs> that's where it's at. And they told the mechanics department and they told the sound department, but just Nobody told the guys working on the visuals, you know? And so so it was just kind of like, yeah, so we got this uh, dolphin. It's weird that they're having us render this, uh, this like, alien spaceship. But I don't know. Maybe that's, like, something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> just, 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 Tim, you work on that one. And uh, and then all of a sudden, they, like, at the end, they were just, oh, 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 it's, it, there, there are aliens in this. But it, it's a dolphin simulator, right? It's like you you got the email, right? You were on that email thread? No, what? Like, yeah, look, so, Matt S at Sega.com. No, I'm Matt M at Sega.com. Oh. Who's Matt S? It's, <laughs> he, he doesn't work he's, here. In, he doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> he hasn't worked here in 10 years. <laughs> That's funny because there's actually another friends reference coming later that I put in my notes, so I wouldn't forget it. Oh, excellent. But uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I got that. And then also that um, in general, I felt the sound effects were um, were satisfying. I didn't think that, honestly, I didn't think that there was like enough, because this is the first time I really noticed this, but it, the, the sound effects that, that existed were satisfying. Like when you bottlenose things to death, like that, <laughs> that feels good. Um, maybe it's just me. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's pretty well done. Feels good. Feels good. Um, <laughs> but uh <laughs> but I felt that there were a number of places where they fell flat on not having sound effects to let you know when you're doing things right, you know, like mm. when you're starting to solve a puzzle, you know, like, for example, the fact that apparently a uh, large crustacean is the only thing that can break apart rocks. Um, that crazy shell thing. Yeah. Yeah, and you need to like put it under. So like, yeah, they don't really communicate. See, there's another thing that there's probably one asshole dolphin who's like, and then you're like, oh, okay, now I got to make that rock fall into that shell. But if you don't talk to that one guy, you are just stuck forever. Yeah. So, so that, that, I mean, like I felt that, you know, if you, that would be really easy that like even if you like hit it and like knocked it down and because if you if you just haphazardly knock it to the correct side it'll fall down and dislodge that like the bottom brick the first time you interact with it and even if there was just kind of like a little you know sound cue that said you did a thing you know you'd be like wait wait what did i just do you know and then you double back you'd look into it you'd be like oh okay but there's none of that. Like you would knock that, it falls off of the screen. And even though it would then theoretically interact with the puzzle in a way that would then lend you to believe that it's solvable, it, none of it happens on screen. Yeah, there, and, there's and the no visual cues. There's no auditory cues. And if you swim far enough away, the puzzle resets and there's no cue that that has happened. Right. I mean, so aside from that, just being like slightly different colored and something that resets, 
you know, like, and that's some heavy meta knowledge you've got to rely on in order to solve the first, like, sizable puzzle in the game, you know? I mean, also, too, the fact that the um, little spinies, the the crustacean spiny things, mm-hmm. right, that are used as, like, I, I was literally stuck for about five minutes before I realized that apparently if I just touch these things, they hurt me. But if I ram into this inanimate object that is made of spines harder that 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 now it were i was i was i was actually very frustrated with that you know because i was like there was nothing to tell me that this is the right way to go no and and the thing is it it's man i was afraid this was going to happen i was like this game is so mechanically broken there's no way to talk about anything in the game without talking about the horrible mechanics so it's just mechanics yep. the mechanics episode so but like <laughs> it it feels like what they should have done is said oh if you touch this thing it hurts you and that knowledge will steer the player away from ramming into it at a high speed. So instead, you can use literally your only other ability, which is the sonar. And if you shoot mm-hmm. it with the sonar, it'll vibrate. And if you shoot it again with the sonar, it'll crack. And if you shoot it a third time with the sonar, it'll explode because magic, right? So because right. sound waves and and like that, frequency. <laughs> because like that would have made so much more sense because it's like touching it is not an option what is the one and only way you can interact with things besides touching them? It's your sonar, right? Like it just feels stupid and it feels like a place where they could have given you like good information because when you hit it, you get the ouchy animation and the ouchy sound effect and nothing about those two experiences say back up and hit it harder. Yeah, no, it's it's just like in Zia Bridge where it's like, what if we punch them? I swear to God, if we punch, if you say punch them really hard, it's like that's that's basically the answer is it's like, well, punching them isn't working, but what if we punch them harder? And yeah, I didn't even think about it, but absolutely the sonar is the way to go on that because that makes way more sense. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, so remember, kind of like, in the next level, you actually get a sonar that can hurt things. So they clearly thought about including this mechanic. So all of this is true. But anyways, that, that was my kind of main note uh, on sound effects is that there's not enough of them. They're just, there's clearly not enough visuals to kind of cue you into the the puzzles and how they want you to solve them. And there's, they don't even backtrack it with, you know, sound effects, like anything that you could cue you into. Yeah, you're doing this thing right. The only, the, the only place where they use sound effects well to like enhance the gameplay are places where the visual is sufficient like when you try to get past a uh giant crystal that is everywhere underwater um you know like i mean i don't know if you've been scuba diving but they, th- those exist they're, they're around oh no i actually i've avoided scuba diving because i have a ah. deep fear of giant crystals and i know they're down there gotcha gotcha you probably don't want to go into the apothecary shop either <laughs> um <laughs> this is your nightmare <laughs> But uh, but yeah, but you, you, so when you interact with those, it, it forcibly like the thing like doesn't budge and it like forces you backwards. So even if there was no sound effect there, I'd be like, oh, I can't really get by it. But it goes like, dink, dink, dink. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I can't get I, again. I can't get by. So they either there's either more more stimulus than is necessary or way not enough, and it's just it's it's just poor poorly executed. It's dumb. Yeah. It's bad. I don't like it. <laughs> So I have two specific notes about uh, the audio that I, I want to mention because they have the opposite problem from what I said was 
good about the visuals. So the visuals uh, look like every frame of painting, but in motion, there's like this weird, like disparate quality of animation that I, I found very janky and kind of frustrating. Uh, the audio, um, I would love to have listened to each of these songs, like, you know, a couple times over the course of the level, but because I had no idea what the hell I was supposed to be doing and I was constantly lost and constantly backtracking, you hear every level song forever because you don't even get the sweet release of death in the form of like a timeout. Like this game has very little in terms of like UI and HUD and rules. So you can just wander aimlessly forever. Another reason that really makes me think they were just building a dolphin simulator. And then <laughs> someone was like, nope, uh, alien combat game. And it's like, no, dolphin simulator. Too late. We're shipping it tomorrow. Like, you, do you think this was like the, the, the same exec that did that was the one who like spearheaded aliens, colonial Marines, you know? I mean, maybe someone is just like, they got into the game industry and they were like, I've always just wanted to make an alien game. Like that's been my dream. And the first project they were assigned to was echo the dolphin. <laughs> and they're like, needs well, more aliens. What was it like that? There's like that Kevin Smith thing where he was signing on to do Superman. And the guy was like, I want a giant spider in act three. You no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so so just to condense this particular tangent, basically Kevin Smith was uh, signed on to do Superman. He was talking to like a studio executive who was uh, the producer. I don't know who, what his name was, and he was like, "I want the following things: uh, thing A, thing B, and w- both of which were ridiculous. And then thing C was a gigantic spider in Act Three, right?" And then so he was just kind of like, well, as long as I can call it like a Gargogian whatever, like horror, like then fine, whatever, I'll give you a giant fire. Then the the whole thing obviously fell through. Uh, And then, you know, the next movie that guy went on to produce. Arachnophobia. Wild Wild West. Oh, God. (laughs) 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 That's what this makes me think of. It's just like he's like, I'm getting an alien in in a game. So help me echo. Yeah. No, it it really feels like it. Yeah. No, we're, we're, I'm trying to like write it in. We're, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Um, But the, yeah. So the, the music, the fact that the music is so repetitive, I found frustrating because I actually really like this music. Like I think it's well-written and I think it's, it's intentionally thematic in a way that is not clear to the player in the beginning of the game, but hearing it on a loop for 25 minutes while I murder myself by crashing into things is not, not, not fun, right? It's, it's not the jaunty tunes that you hear in some games that like, Oh, these are clever earworms. This is like terrifying, ominous space music that you don't want to be hearing forever because it's supposed to feel tense and like when you're just sitting there floating staring at the wall because you don't know where to go and you're just waiting to drown then it's like it doesn't feel tense anymore right because all the tension has been sucked out of the situation by me being reminded that i'm playing a video game and then the same thing happens with the damage sound effect because uh, i think this should be a rule of game design do not make the player have to hear a sound that is supposed to be giving them feedback in a situation where you have stolen control from them because there are a lot of places in the game where you are swimming and you just like crash into a puffer fish and you take damage, but the puffer fish can turn on a dime and then you take like three, four or five hits of damage, or you're trying to slowly swim past the octopus and you accidentally like press that D pad a little bit too hard and it doesn't hit you once. It hits you nine times and you die. Or like you, you tried to zoom and bash into the, the, the little shell things with the spikes on them, but you didn't 
time it quite right, you are a little too far away and you drift into it when you're not dashing anymore and you don't just take one hit of damage, you take like two, three, four, five hits of damage. So like every time you hear the damage noise, it doesn't tell me as a player, oh, I'm being hurt. I should probably do things different. It's like I'm being hurt and the game has just decided to punish me for it and there's nothing I can do, which takes that noise from being like a useful bit of feedback. This is a thing that damages you and just makes it like grating. So like if you heard it and it was useful, I would say like, ah, that's a well done sound effect. It's not too high. It's not too low. Like it sounds like nothing else in the game. It clearly communicates what's happening. But the fact that it then always comes up in a situation where I have no control removes its utility as a feedback mechanism. Yeah, no, I, I, and that, that's actually a good kind of like segue into mechanics is like it, it, a similar thing that is the opposite. And it's just, again, just kind of all over the place is that if memory serves, you don't get that sound effect when you're taking damage from being out of breath. Uh, no, you do not. So if you are suffocating, you just have to notice your life bar going down. Correct. So again, way over stimulus in one area where it's like you're taking damage, you're taking damage, you're taking damage, which is non like your hit points are non quantized. So like like each one of those bars represents some amount of hits that you can take, you know, but like it's not as many. It's not five. You can't take five hits because that's how many bars there are. It's more than five. It's, it's more I than think. five depending on the thing that's hitting you because some things knock a full bar off. Right. So it's just kind of like, I, I have no idea, like when I'm getting hit by spikes, when he goes like, ah, 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 and I look up and be like, I, did I take any damage? But then again, and another point, I was just kind of like, oh my God, I am like on death. And no, actually, the first time I died by suffocation, I didn't know what happened. I thought the game glitched out. Yes, because, because just, when you die, you just bamf back to the middle, the beginning of the level as if you had just beaten the previous level. Yeah. So I just thought I, I was just swimming around and all of a sudden it was just kind of like, beginning of the level i'm like what the hell just happened and then you know i was like all right and i just kind of went about doing my thing and i was like and i looked up and i saw that i was out of air and had start and was low on health i was like i haven't taken any oh okay you know and i mean arguably i should be watching that but arguably i shouldn't have to watch that you know so yeah yeah And, and i think that that's you know segues us in the mechanics which are just top to bottom garbage man i mean there is just literally my first note in all caps my all caps note was that <laughs> this game is not fun no it's and and, there, and and that's the thing is that there are definitely games that i i'm all for like having a panoply of tools in the tool chest right so not all games have to be fun you know um but this game it is is nothing but like sheerly aggravating <laughs> and i cannot believe that that's what they were going for like i can't no. believe that this that this this fun light dolphin simulator was supposed to be a frustrating mess like it it is not as bad as but it is in the same realm as battletoads you know well but at least battletoads they were like we're going to make a really hard beat em up game like there's no there's no way you could convince me short of like a time machine or the the uh, the time machine from childhood's end where it's like a television that lets you watch all of history like 
I would have to, you never, you still have not read that book. Oh dear God. We're going to have words after this recording. Um, oh, good. Good. <laughs> so like, um, but yeah, like without seeing the design meetings for this game and having them say like, what if we made a confusing, frustrating mess, ship it, right. Incentivize yeah. that employee, like without knowing that that's what they were going for. Nothing about this game short of how frustrating it is could possibly make me believe they're actually going for that. I think it's just a lot of just consistent failures a lot of interesting decisions that in isolation are good but no one thought about how they would all work together mechanically and here comes my friend's reference in i think it's one of the thanksgiving episodes when uh uh uh, rachel is trying to make the trifle to prove that she can cook and two of the pages get stuck together and she accidentally makes like sauteed uh beef and onions it is, it is half a traditional English trifle and half a shepherd's pie. Thank you. Yes. and But, <laughs> but then it cuts to, uh, at, toward the end, I think, like Joey is eating it and he's like naming each of the ingredients and like it's all the trifle ingredients and then he's like, you know, like steak and onions, good. And yep. It's like that shouldn't follow like, you know, chocolate pudding and whipped cream and ladyfingers. Like, all of yeah. those things are good in isolation, but together they make a hot mess. And that's, that is the only way I can describe this game is each decision is either a good decision or an understandable bad decision. That's like, well, everybody makes mistakes, but then when you put them together, it's just this like nightmare cacophony. Like it's just this hot, hot pile of steak and kidney pie with chocolate pudding. <laughs> And actually, I, I think that that, first of all, well done. A, amazing analogy. Um, and I think that it actually holds up because I really think that the combat system is the beef sauteed with peas and onions. Yes. yes. Like that's, that's what it is. That's the thing that ruined it all. Is it like if they just, if that was not there, then you just have like, you know, like jam, custard, lady fingers, you know, like it's all good. But then they just shove this combat system in there and you're like, oh god that's not supposed to be there and then the problem is that you got one jerk who's just kind of like what's not to like you know and you're like damn it joey this is not this is not the way that things are supposed to be you know (laughs) but unfortunately joey is the producer with all the money in this case yeah like and so that recipe now became the canonical recipe that got shipped to stores like it's just Oh God, it's so freaking broken. And and you mentioned, I don't want to forget to tell you this because I don't have this in my notes, but you reminded me of it. Um, the air breathing mechanic, I actually thought was really clever because it's like, oh, yeah. well, yeah. you you need to like kind of be aware of the, because you can see it on the map, which I'll complain about the map later, but you can see on the map like where the air is or obviously when you're near the surface, you can just like go swim up to the surface of the water. Um, but then when you get sucked up into the spaceship, it wouldn't, make sense for them to be there these little pockets of air in the spaceship so air just stops mattering and you can just breathe water i guess it wasn't really clear because when i was watching it in the speed run i was like wait a minute he's underwater completely in these spaceship levels and oh the other bar is actually completely gone so like you taught me about like i had to care about this for the whole game and then you throw me into these last like two or three levels where you're like, eh, forget all that yeah. stuff. That's man breathing. 
<laughs> what a wacky thing to have to do. What if, let's just say you don't have to do that anymore. And like that, that to me is just a lazy design choice. Cause you either make that at the beginning of the game where you just say like, you know what? We're not going to make you worry about breathing. Yes, we know dolphins can't breathe underwater, but it's a video game. Who cares? Or you find a clever way to bake it into the alien levels, just like you did in all the other levels. But instead they were just like, level design is hard and just literally <laughs> removed a core game mechanic. Yeah, like the the core game mechanic. Because aside from your hit points, that's the one other thing you have to manage. And I think that one of the things I have down here is that, that what would be would have would have been way more interesting. It's like let's say that you remove the the beef sauteed with peas and onions, right? <laughs> so you take take that right out, right? Then you don't even need hit points anymore. All you need is just a mechanic that lets you know when you're running out of air, and as opposed to having the sonic panic inducing like <laughs> countdown. You know, what if you just had like a like a like an air bar that, you know, just like slowly went down and then like when it gets to like a quarter, like maybe everything gets a little bit darker and you move a little bit more sluggish because you're low on oxygen, you know, and then when it just goes all the way down, then it just resets you to the start of the screen. That'd be a very stark visual. So, you'd know, something was happening, you know, especially if like the bar started to flash or something like that. And then, you know, you, you, you it would give you that extra amount of time to be like, OK, I have to go find air right now. You know, and then that's the only thing that you manage is you just manage your air, you know, yeah. and aside from that, it's just it's just a puzzle game it doesn't have to have crazy aliens in it doesn't have to have the beef. I, I would even Don't take it. The aliens to me are not the thing that feels wildly out of place because you could even still have the aliens. Sorry, real fast. You know, a game's bad when you say in the <laughs> dolphin game, the aliens aren't what feel out of place. Like there's a. There's something else that fails the grub test. Like there is something else, such an extreme outlier that that outlier is not the outlier. Well, again, I always imagine myself in these design meetings just being like, like we've just play tested the game. And I'm like, listen, it's not the aliens that are out of place in our dolphin simulator. And you're on the other side of the big oak table and you're like, whoa, <laughs> what, what can you possibly be about to say next? <laughs> But like, I, I really, I truly believe you could still have that story, right? Like this is, because I mean, really, when you think about it, a lot of video games like Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Bubsy the Cat, like lots of video games star stupid animals doing dumb crap. Like that's, I could even accept like this is a hyper intelligent dolphin in a world that may or may not have any people in it because you do see dinosaurs at one point and it's not clear if that's teleportation or time travel or both. And then you get sucked up into space and you fight aliens. But the way you destroy the ship is through the puzzle mechanics you've been learning over the course of the game. So you have dolphin simulator mechanics and then you realize, oh, this is an exploration game and I have to go like find these other dolphins. And then the more dolphins you find, the more you're like, oh, there's like there's this bigger evil like we we don't know and understand. And then it turns out it's aliens and that's weird, but whatever. And then you you use the puzzle and exploration mechanics you've been learning throughout the game to destroy or otherwise, you know, deal with the alien ship. But they didn't do that. You like two or three levels into the game, you get a sonar that has the ability to kill people, which for some reason they don't just give you at the beginning of the game, but then it is required from the moment you get it on. It's kind of like, it's almost like the master sword, except in a game without swords. Like if the entire first half of Zelda, you didn't have a sword and there was no combat. And then they were just like, Oh, by the way, go stab this pig to death. <laughs> and then, you, you, okay. Yeah. And then when you go to the aliens, you like sonar him to death. Like it's, it's, why? Like, well, and actually, why does this game have combat? Actually, 
<laughs> and actually, again, I agree with you because, um, and and super sold on it because, like, is that it would make way more sense if there was a big giant alien, right? And you beat him by like d- in solving a puzzle that turned his ship against him or something like that, right? Because again, the whole thing with like dolphins that you would be kind of teaching and trying to sell on a younger kid which is i assume what this game was marketed to is that they're intelligent you know and so if like you had to use you know your like intelligence and you know wiles to like get through all of these different things like that that would be on theme it'd be on theme for the dolphins especially if you focus on the breathing like you could even half-heartedly sell this as like a you know semi-educational game you know like being like (laughs) hey we're focusing in because I mean I bet you if you did that like if you did, made the entire mechanics about breathing, about how their sonar can it, like if their sonar interacted more like real sonar where like it interacts with like different creatures and all this other sort of stuff and it was all about puzzle solving you could say like and now this person at a minimum has played this game it was an interesting puzzle game that developed all of these different cognitive abilities from the act of solving these puzzles and they learned a little bit about dolphins, you know, that they probably won't forget because they played this awesome, awesome dolphin simulator. Instead, they're like, no, got to have a combat mechanic. You can't have a game without a combat mechanic. And I do like that more and more we are starting to see games stray away from straight up com- combat as conflict. Yeah. You know, it's like they're going to be, ton- dude, it has been quite a long time since I have been in a fight, but I experience conflict regularly, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure that that's not the only way to represent conflict. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it gets it gets boring and repetitive. Even if it's done very well, it can feel boring and repetitive. But when it goes poorly, you get this, right? Like, because, you know, like uh, when we played World of Illusion, you know, we were blown away by how clever that combat mechanic was. And it didn't have to have a combat mechanic, but we understood why they shoehorned it in. And at least they were like, well, if it's going to have a combat mechanic and there's going to be stakes in terms of like, you can die, then we need to make it like an appropriate combat mechanic for this like theme and for Disney and everything. And they didn't do that with this. Like they just looked at every other game and they were like, well, yeah, there's things that can hit you and you die. And then there's enemies and you have to kill them. And it's like, but video games don't have to have that. Right. And, and we eventually learned that lesson and that eventually became like an industry wide understanding, but it sure as hell wasn't industry wide at this point in history, because there is no way if a game like this was made now that they would have said, well, we got to shoehorn a combat mechanic in there because people would be like, no, we don't No, We don't have to do that. No, of course we don't. And I mean, I think that basically what probably happened was somebody said, you know, all right, we've got this dolphin simulator. It does this, that. It's kind of like solving puzzles. It's kind of cool, kind of fun. And this person's like, yeah, so like, what do you fight? It's like, no, it's it's more like a puzzle kind of solving, you know, more like in that genre, like Mass Blaster? <laughs> no, not like it's it's still a fun game. It's just not, there's no combat in it. Like, I don't, I'm sorry, John, come, come, run me through it again. It's just like, you know, because it, I think that those were the two camps that things fell into fun combat. Because I mean, like, I'm trying to think there are, again, very, very few and far between games in this era that are non-combat based, you know, yeah. and they fell into very distinct categories. Like it was either a combat, combat based conflict, or if it wasn't, it was very specific like it was like a sim you know like like sim sim city you know 
I mean, and and even some of the Sims that we've played, like uh, oh, what was a what was the one that's that's half Sim, half oh, uh, Actraiser, Actraiser, right? Exactly. I mean, like like as much as I love that game, and I thought that they they executed on it way better. You could easily say that somebody said like, "Oh, we're going to create this great city sim." It's like, well, you got to have combat, and then like, they, <laughs> yeah. But but they, again, like, let's try and do something, but let's like be thoughtful about it, right? And and the, I don't remember a lot of games at this time in history that were walking simulators where they were like exploring games for the sake of exploring, right? Or puzzle games for the sake of puzzles that weren't games, right? And what I mean by that is like. Tetris is a game. When you're playing Tetris, you know you're playing a game. When you're playing Final Fantasy or The Legend of Zelda or uh, Metroid or like any of these story-driven games, you really want to kind of forget you're playing a game and not think about like the mechanics and what makes it like video gamey. But but we didn't really get like walking simulators and exploration-based games until later, which is probably partially a factor of. Uh, just literally storage space, right? So there was the the culture, like they just didn't make games like that as much, but also the fact that like you couldn't have a giant sprawling world to explore because where would you put it all, right? There had to be other things that made the game take longer, like combat and death. And I think we're like unearthing all these pieces of evidence that this game was built by two different developer teams and then it was like super collided together, which is the uh, the game has no inventory it has no uh hud or ui or collectibles or levels or points or anything there is nothing about this game that you would sit down and look at the first 30 seconds of gameplay and think that you are going to have to sonar blast an alien to death at all right like Everything about this game feels like they wanted to make, or maybe if they didn't even know, they like in their intuition was like, what if we just made a game where like it was like a dolphin simulator? Like you're just you're just like a dolphin and you like swim around and like maybe there's like other dolphins and you have to like help them like reunite with their pod. Like, could we do that? Like, could we have a game that's like that's all you do? And then somebody in the room was just like, no. And and it wasn't like they weren't being malicious. It's like they just literally didn't right. know any better. And like if you're right. watching through no. the magical time machine television, you'd be like shaking it, like no, you you could do it. Die Hard hasn't been written yet, Brian. We could write it. Like it's like no, <laughs> make make the game you were supposed to make. Um. So I I yeah no I I I agree, and I think that um, I I think that if you you know like like take this game and and again you know just just pull that out it works really well and, and but and and i've been struggling this entire time to really think about what what games there are from this era that are non-combat based conflict right because like we said we said you know the sims and there's probably another handful of examples but i would be uh, you, really you, fascinated you, uh, by... you you mean sim city there buddy <laughs> e, e, whatever um <laughs> Sim City and Sim Earth and, and yeah. all of those Sim simulators, um, but I'd be really interested for for you know for our listeners, um, you know, contact us through the usual means. But let us know like what what games from this era you you can think of that uh, you know actually do like have that strong non combat based conflict. Because I'd like to work a few more of those into our uh, into our you know play cycle because that that that's something I'd like to see more of because it's a lot more common nowadays, but. Uh, 
certainly less common from the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and just quietly think on the air until I come up with something. But um, simulator games, you know, like city building games, those kinds of things, um, and raw puzzle games, like right. the those are. Oh, I I can think of one example that you might say is actually a, a kind of combat sports games. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Sports games could potentially fall into, you know, I mean, and, and you could, you could definitely say that, that certainly with some sports games that, that really strays the line for like, you know, what is combat, but, but no, that's, that's another, another good example. Like I said, like, I just can't think of anything right here on the spot. And like you said, it'd be rude for us to just have this long pause <laughs> of, you know, us just both reflecting contemplatively and also too i mean you know even if we did for hours on end we would probably miss some gems so you know i'm just kind of like hey you know let's 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 as usual not do any research and farm this stuff out to our listeners because i mean i i don't do research now and i ain't gonna start <laughs> yeah now and listener feedback does not and will never count as research so people can always feed us information through those channels but i i think sports games i think you could make an argument, one, that a lot of sports video games added crazy combat mechanics where it's like, it's baseball, but with robots who have guns. And like, that's an actual game. I actually really enjoyed that game. Or like, it's football or hockey, but they're mutants and they can kill each other. Like, so they already took sports, which are arguably derived from formalized warfare and then sort of backed them up closer to formalized warfare when they brought them to video game consoles. So sport games, like whether or not that counts as combat, I don't know. Like you can get hurt. You know, the, the main thing is like, it's, it's people fighting each other. Like it, that's, you could still make a case for that. So, so Sims and raw puzzle games. Ooh, man, they're, I hope we're not, I, I hope that's not the bottom of that barrel. Like, I hope there's something we are either just idiots and we're overlooking or that there's just gems we've never heard of or thought about. So with all of that in mind, does it hold up? Uh, no. Um, not only, not only does <laughs> no, it not no, have flat. No, not only a yeah, hard, hard, hard. No, not only does it not hold up, um, but I considered adding a rating uh, that I was going to call double nostalgia goggles. Where it's like one of those animated gifts where the guy pulls off his sunglasses like in shock and there's <laughs> other sunglasses under it. Like I'm I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna change our rating system without consulting you, but but I nostalgia telescope <laughs> where there's like several <laughs> It's like it's like it's it's nostalgia pre LASIK where like you've never actually seen this game and now that you're seeing what it looks like, you're like, oh no. Like it, it's just it's <laughs> dude, it's bad. Like, it's just, it's bad. Like it's, it's a lot. And, and, and I, I want to say this explicitly because I feel like I, I wasn't very clear throughout. There's a lot of interesting decisions that were made in this game. Uh, there's a lot of good chocolate pudding and, and, you know, raspberry cream. And then there's just also a lot of sauteed beef with onions and peas and, <laughs> and they just don't go together. Oh, <laughs> oh God, it's just so bad. Like, it's just, it's, <laughs> It's the opposite. It's like, where's the beef? But we're like, why the beef? <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it really, really is. So like I, I, to say you need nostalgia goggles to play this game, I would say you need nostalgia goggles to play this game and you need to have actually played it when you played it 
as either a kid or you know earlier in your life. So if you played it the way we played it as a dolphin simulator, no amount of nostalgia goggles is going to help you because that's not what this game is. Right. No, I and I, I agree with you. Uh, no, it's it does it does it hold up? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it it is a unique brand of terrible in that it it retroactively like I remember this game very fondly and it, it's 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 just like all of a sudden not only because with the other games i've remembered fondly and then they've been terrible i've been like oh okay well you know like uh, with, with with now what i know about games and also sort of stuff like that that this game just does not it doesn't hold up right this game never was the game that i thought it was like and and you kind of hit the nail on the head where it's just kind of like it, it'd be like going back in time and finding out that you know your 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 favorite dog in the world was actually like a rabid bear on cocaine. Got the cocaine reference. You thought it wasn't going to happen. You thought you'd get to the end, but no. Here we are, eleventh hour Cinderella story. Got the cocaine reference. Anywho, but uh, what, what were we talking he's about? He's a bottle. Oh, he's right. a bottle nosed dolphin. I thought for sure. I mean, there's like. If if right? if a drug reference has to be somehow inserted in every episode for some reason, how that's become a thing is like <laughs> alarming to me. But you would think like it'd have to do with their giant nose, not a a coked out bear that you thought was a dog as a child. But the reference makes as much sense as this game. The curtain falls. The music. Oh my god, we didn't talk about the aliens. <laughs> We did not talk about the aliens. How do we get all the way through the episode and not talk about the aliens? Okay, this game, I mean, like, we mentioned, like, the visuals and stuff, like, that there are aliens, but, like, there are aliens, like... Like, actual H.R. Geiger aliens. <laughs> like, aliens, aliens. Like, Ridley Scott's gonna sue somebody aliens. Oh, my God. The, if the end boss looks exactly like that, right? Like, exactly yeah. like alien aliens. Like, the aliens. Alien aliens, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's just... So at the beginning, you you know, like like you're 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 dolphining around, and all of a sudden, like everything gets rent from the ocean, and you're like, "Huh, that was a weird animation." Whatever, it sets up the core conflict, and then like it's not until way later that you're like, "No, they got beamed into space for space reasons," and then and then so you start like going through this ominous like space alien station ship. I guess thing. it's a ship. Yeah. Huh. And you, you go through all that, and then you you, you see the final nightmare-inducing boss, and you're like, "I'm sorry, who is the target audience for this game again?" Yeah, and 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 mechanically, the alien part of the game also has basically nothing in common with the entire first part of the game because the breathing mechanic has been removed. There is a ton mm -hmm. of stuff like alien technology that you have to destroy with your sonar or else it will hurt you but it looks exactly like all the other alien technology so it's not obvious that like these are the things you have to blow up with your death sonar and then when you uh are moving through some of the levels the levels move so you are mm -hmm. swimming around obstacles in a space that is moving which has never happened before in the game but this is now the very end of the game so a core game mechanic has changed uh, removed another core game mechanic goes from being like a thing that happens to being the only thing that's happening, which is the combat and the theming and story of the game goes from being dolphin simulator. And sometimes you have to like, you know, ram rocks to death or crash into fish at high speed to being like aliens are abducting all sea life. And you personally echo the dolphin have to murder this alien with your death sonar. And then I guess 
all the fish how do they survive the trip back to earth like the none of this is explained none of this is addressed and when you talk nope, to the just, dolphins during the end sequence they're just like we will celebrate you forever and it's like aren't you concerned about what just happened like was this part of your normal experience yeah this is this is a tuesday for them uh no and, and that's the thing is that i didn't even think about is that like you know echo gets all everybody gets like beamed up to the ship right and then you destroy you know mother brain and then <laughs> you, you you swim out right and so so but then like the idea is that you 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 didn't beam yourself back down, right? So, so did you just hit the ocean at terminal velocity, not burning up on reentry? And like, how did that? Okay, okay, how, okay. How okay. You you okay. your physics is a lot better than mine. So, uh, tell me exactly how many of the fish would die in what I'm about to describe, because I'm guessing it's all, all of them. Almost certainly. All. No, wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> so, so let's say. A really large volume of water sure. was uh-huh. sucked up into the ship, like like a sizable portion of the ocean, but somehow mm-hmm. not a sizable portion of the ocean life. So there is now this giant, let's say, sphere of water, and Echo and all the fish and things and all the other dolphins are like in the center of the sphere. And the ship was in low enough orbit, even though you can clearly see stars in the background and they are definitely outside of the atmosphere. The ship was in a low enough orbit that the sphere of water protects you as you fall (laughs) through the atmosphere. So some of that's burned off, but you know, you're like insulated by the water. And then when it crashes into the earth, you you do like a Jack and Rose style, like swim away from the point of impact to reduce your momentum. Well, cause like, I'm not sure that <laughs> I'm, the, I, I just, the... I need to let our listeners know that the look on your face is that you are <laughs> seriously considering my proposition. Like you are not waiting to make jokes. Like you are actually trying to deconstruct the madness. I just spelled out. I, I, I am. I am because I, 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 okay, so I am I am a chemist by trade, which means that not, not a physicist. This would be best for uh for actually for Megan's father. He she, he would probably have a better <laughs> idea for that. But a couple of just things off the top of my head is one: I don't think it's it's hitting the water that's really the problem because like you, you, at that point you would just be moving at terminal velocity, right? If you had not been completely burned up on reentry and your flesh singed to the bone, you would just you know, that would be it. You'd just be moving at terminal velocity, which you could survive, you know? It's it's the whole... I mean, especially a dolphin would, because they're, they're very... They're, they're aerodynamic. People, it's... It, 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 so I'm not as worried about that. I mean, like, I, I may be wrong, but that's not where I think it all falls apart. I think it falls apart with the um, pr- protective water sphere, because... Because <laughs> first of all, I mean like like i am sure that there is a sphere of water large enough that your proposition is theoretically sound but like like how how big would that ball of water have to be like i, I don't know because if it's if it starts to become planetary size it's going to throw earth off its orbit just by virtue of being <laughs> that massive and that close but let's put a pin in that um i think that the bigger problem would be like if all of a sudden that amount of water were to smash like into earth's atmosphere it would actually smash 
and like disperse, you know? Uh, so, so uh, yes, uh, that's a good point because it would not for no reason hold its shape. Right. And so then the problem is that you, so, so momentum would be conserved, right? So then like that would hit, right? And so the water, which would basically act as one mass would, would slow, but your momentum wouldn't, right? You would maintain your momentum. I mean, slowed by the water, but then you would actually rock it forward. So I think that you may get actually ejected from the protective water sphere. <laughs> Again, depending upon the size of the protective water sphere. Well, and- but I haven't done the math on this. Okay, so if if any of our listeners do do the math, do me a favor, go outside of your house and just scream the math because that will definitely get the police called and we'll we'll check the police body. But <laughs> so I mean, with all, I'm just thinking like, would would the the variable that would be most easily changed and make this most plausible just be putting the giant protective water sphere closer to earth so if the alien ship because remember you've just killed aliens that you were escaping from so if the alien Mm -hmm. ship you're escaping from was like let's just say in low earth orbit right like not really way out there but like still kind of in the atmosphere a little bit. So you're in a place where instead of the sphere crashing against the atmosphere, it's in a place where as the atmosphere gets thicker, it would shape the sphere more and more into the, you know, expected like teardrop shape. Sure. I mean, I I do feel at this point, we do need to reemphasize to the audience that we're not, this is not our area of expertise. (laughs) Please don't focus on any of this. Um, also, but I mean, I, I and I may I, this I may certainly be wrong on, but I think the lower in Earth's orbit you're in, don't you have to be traveling faster, right? Uh, well, presumably the ship was. I mean, it's an alien. Let's just assume these aliens are not idiots, George. <laughs> they have very sure. advanced alien technology, which is why they're, they're stealing dolphins. dolphins. Stealing. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's that's why they come down to Earth and dig a dolphin with their bare hands. <laughs> so, so the alien ship is flying. Let's say more or less directly away from the earth, which would require thrust so powerful to not have to try and leave the atmosphere at an angle, right? Like in the, the, like the trajectory parabola you would normally observe. Um, So they're, they're leaving at, let's say a straight line away from the surface. So when Mm -hmm. the, the, the protective water sphere uh, leaves the ship, um, it it could presumably be falling more or less straight down, not like along the like the reentry trajectory. I so desperately want to contact the guy from XKCD <laughs> and get him to chuck that for us. <laughs> but anyways, the, I, I think that you know the moral of the story is that the alien is completely bonkers, but eventually you do defeat him, and I and I think that um. I think Echo had some world, words of wisdom behind that. He, he did. Uh, he gathers everyone in his pot around, and what he says to them is... The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head. From the time that you spent traversing the land, 
battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in with the end of a smile. <laughs>